Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in West Virginia versus Environmental Protection Agency. Certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit. Argued February 28, 2022. Decided June 30th, 2022. If you'd like to support me or the podcast, find a uh, PayPal link in the show notes or get a hold of me at roadsscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R O A D S, like the truck driving roads, and uh, the number 80. In 2015, the Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, promulgated the Clean Power Plan Rule, which addressed carbon dioxide emissions from existing coal and natural gas-fired power plants. For authority, the agency cited Section 111 of the Clean Air Act, which, although known as the New Source Performance Standards Program, also authorizes regulation of certain pollutants from existing sources under Section 111D. That's uh, 42 U.S.C. Section 7411, little d. Prior to the Clean Power Plan, EPA had used Section 111D only a handful of times since its enactment in 1970. Under that provision, although the states set the actual enforceable rules governing existing sources, such as power plants, the EPA determines the emissions limit with which they will have to comply. The agency derives that limit by determining the best system of emission reduction that has been adequately demonstrated, or the BSER, for the kind of existing source at issue. That's uh, 7411a1. The limit then reflects the amount of pollution reduction achievable through the application of that system. In the Clean Power Plan, EPA determined that the BSER for existing coal and natural gas plants included three types of measures, which the agency called building blocks. You can find that in the Federal Register 80 at 64667. The first building block was heat rate improvements at coal-fired plants. Essentially practices such plants could undertake to burn coal more cleanly. Uh, This sort of specific efficiency-improving measure was similar in kind to those that EPA had previously identified as the BSER in other Section 111 rules. Building Blocks 2 and 3 were quite different, as both involved what the EPA called generation shifting at the grid level, i.e. a shift in electricity production from higher-emitting to lower-emitting producers, Building Block 2 was a shift in generation from existing coal-fired power plants, which would make less power, to natural gas-fired plants, which would make more. This would reduce carbon dioxide emissions because natural gas plants produce less carbon dioxide per unit of electricity generated than coal plants. Building Block 3 worked like Building Block 2, except that the shift was from both coal and gas plants to renewables, mostly wind and solar the agency explained that to implement the needed shift in generation to cleaner sources, an operator could reduce the regulated plant's own production of electricity, build or invest in a new or existing natural gas plant, wind farm, or solar installation, or purchase emission allowances or credits as part of a cap-and-trade regime. Taking any of these steps would implement a sector-wide shift in electricity production from coal to natural gas and renewables. 
having decided that the BSER was one that would reduce carbon pollution mostly by moving production to cleaner sources, the EPA then set about determining the degree of emission limitation achievable through the application of that system. Section 7411a1, the agency recognized that in translating the BSER into an operational emissions limit, it could choose whether to require anything from a little generation shifting to a great deal. It settled on what it regarded as a reasonable amount of shift, which it based on modeling how much more electricity both natural gas and renewable sources could supply without causing undue cost increases or reducing the overall power supply. The agency ultimately projected for instance, that it would be feasible to have coal provide 27% of the national electricity generation by 2030, down from 38% in 2014. From these projected changes, the EPA determined the applicable emissions performance rates, which were so strict that no existing coal plant would have been able to achieve them without engaging in one of the three means of generation shifting. The government projected that the rule would impose billions in compliance costs, raise retail electricity prices, require the retirement of dozens of coal plants, and eliminate tens of thousands of jobs. This court stayed the Clean Power Plan in 2016, preventing the rule from taking effect. It was later repealed after a change in presidential administrations. Specifically, in 2019, the EPA found that the Clean Power Plan had exceeded the agency's statutory authority under Section 111D, which it interpreted to limit the BSER to those systems that can be put into operation at a, at a building, structure, facility, or installation. That's uh, 84 Federal Register 32524. The EPA explained that the Clean Power Plan, rather than setting the standard based on the application of equipment and practices at the level of an individual facility, had instead based it on a shift in the energy generation mix at the grid level. The agency determined that the interpretive question raised by the Clean Power Plan fell under the Major Questions Doctrine. Under that doctrine, it determined a clear statement is necessary for a court to conclude that Congress intended to delegate authority of this breadth to regulate a fundamental sector of the economy. It found none. The agency replaced the Clean Power Plan by promulgating a different Section 111D regulation known as the Affordable Clean Energy Rule, ACE. In that rule, the EPA determined that the BSER would be akin to building, uh, to building Block 1 of the Clean Power Plan, a combination of equipment upgrades and operating practices that would improve facilities' heat rates. A number of states and private parties filed petitions for review in the D.C. Circuit, challenging EPA's repeal of the Clean Power Plan and its enactment of the replacement ACE rule. The Court of Appeals consolidated the cases and held that the EPA's repeal of the Clean Power Plan rested critically on a mistaken reading of the Clean Air Act, namely that generation shifting cannot be a system of emission reduction under Section 111. The court vacated the agency's repeal of the Clean Power Plan and remanded to the agency for further consideration. It also vacated and remanded the ACE rule for the same reason. The court's decision was followed by another change in presidential administrations. 
the EPA move the court to move the court to partially stay its mandate as to the clean power plan while the agency considered whether to promulgate a new section 111d rule no party opposed the motion and the court of appeals granted agreed to stay its vacator of the agency's repeal of the clean power plan the uh, supreme court held the decision is reversed and remanded, and Chief Justice Roberts delivered the opinion of the court. This case remains justiciable, notwithstanding the government's contention that no petitioner has Article Three standing, given EPA's stated intention not to enforce the Clean Power Plan and to instead engage in new rulemaking. In considering standing to appeal, the question is whether the appellant has experienced an injury fairly traceable to the judgment below. That's uh, Food Marketing Institute versus Argus Leader Media. If so, and a favorable ruling from the appellate court would redress that injury, then the appellant has a cogniz cognizable Article Three stake. Here, the judgment below vacated the ACE rule and its embedded repeal of the Clean Power Plan, and accordingly purports to bring the Clean Power Plan back into legal effect. There is little question that the petitioner states are injured, since the rule requires them to more stringently regulate power plant emissions within their borders. The government counters that the EPA's current posture has mooted the prior dispute. The distinction between mootness and standing matters. However, because the government bears the burden to establish that a once live case has become moot, the government's argument in this case boils down to its representation that the EPA does not intend to enforce the Clean Power Plan prior to promulgating a new Section 111D rule. But voluntary cessation does not moot a case, unless it is absolutely clear that the allegedly wrongful behavior could not reasonably be expected to reoccur. Um, that's parents involved in community schools versus Seattle School District number one. Here, the government nowhere suggests that if this litigation is resolved in its favor, it will not reimpose emissions limits predicated on generation shifting. Congress did not grant the EPA in Section 111D of the Clean Air Act the authority to devise emissions caps based on the generation shifting approach the agency took in the Clean Power Plan. Uh, yeah, that's an odd sentence, but it works. In devising emissions limits for power plants, EPA determines the BSER that taking into account cost health and other factors it finds has been adequately demonstrated and then quantifies the degree of emission limitation achievable. If that best system were applied to the covered source, Section 74 11A1. The issue here is whether restructuring the nation's overall mix of electricity generation to transition from 38% to 27% coal by 2030 can be the BSER within the meaning of Section 111. Precedent teaches that there are extraordinary cases in which the history and the breadth of the authority that the agency has asserted and the economic and political significance of that assertion provide a reason to hesitate before concluding that Congress meant to confer such authority. 
That's uh, FDA versus Brown and Williamson Tobacco Corporation. See also Alabama Association of Realtors versus Department of Health and Human Services, Utility Air Regulatory Group versus EPA, Gonzalez versus Oregon, and the National Federation of Independent Businesses versus OSHA. Under this body of law, known as the Major Questions Doctrine, given both separation of powers principles and practical understanding of legislative intent, the agency must point to clear congressional authorization for the authority it claims. That's a utility error again. This is a major questions case. EPA claimed to discover an unheralded power representing a transformative expansion of its regulatory authority in the vague language of a long-existent but rarely used statute designed as a gap filler. That discovery allowed it to adopt a regulatory program that Congress had conspicuously decided to enact itself. Oh, sorry, the Congress had conspicuously declined to enact itself. Given these circumstances, there is every reason to hesitate before concluding that Congress meant to confer on the EPA the authority it claims under Section 111D. Uh, that's Brown and Williamson again. Prior to 2015, the EPA had always set Section 111 emissions limits based on the application of measures that would reduce pollution by causing the regulated source to operate more cleanly. Um, that'll be 41 Federal Register, page 48706. It never by looking to a system that would reduce pollution simply by shifting polluting activity from dirtier to cleaner sources. Uh, 80 Federal Register, 64, 726. The government quibbles with this history, pointing to the 2005 Mercury Rule as one Section 111 rule that it says relied upon a cap-and-trade mechanism to reduce emissions. C-70 Federal Register, 28, 616. But in that regulation, the EPA set the emissions limit, or the cap, based on the use of technologies that could be installed and operational on a nationwide basis in the relevant time frame. By contrast and by design, there are no particular controls a coal plant operator can install and operate to attain the emissions limits established by the Clean Power Plan. Indeed, the agency nodded to the novelty of its approach when it explained that it was pursuing a broader, forward-thinking approach to the design of Section 111 regulations that would improve the overall power system rather than the emissions performance of individual sources by forcing a shift throughout the power grid from one type of energy source to another. 80 Federal Register 64703. This view of EPA's authority was not only unprecedented, it also affected a fundamental revision of the statute, changing it from one sort of scheme of regulation into an entirely different kind. Uh, that's quoting MCI Telecommunications versus American Telephone and Telegraph. The government attempts to downplay matters, noting that the agency must limit the magnitude of generation shift it demands to a level that will not be exorbitantly costly or threaten the reliability of the grid. It's brief for federal respondents at 42. This argument does not limit the breadth of EPA's claimed authority so much as reveal it. 
On EPA's view of Section 111D, Congress implicitly tasked it and it alone with balancing the many vital considerations of national policy implicated in the basic regulation of how Americans get their energy. There is little reason to think Congress did so. EPA has admitted that issues of electricity transmission, distribution, and storage are not within its traditional expertise. In this quote, court doubts that Congress intended to delegate decisions of such economic and political significance, i.e. how much coal-based generation there should be over the coming decades, to any administrative agency. Brown and Williamson again. Nor can the court ignore that the regulatory writ EPA newly uncovered in Section 111D conveniently enabled it to enact a program, namely cap-and-trade for carbon, that Congress had already considered and rejected numerous times. The importance of the policy at issue and ongoing debate over its merits makes the oblique form of the claim delegation all the more suspect. It's a cite for Gonzalez. Given that precedent, counsel's skepticism towards EPA's claim that Section 111 empowers it to devise carbon emissions caps based on a generation-shifting approach the government must point to clear congressional authorization to regulate in that manner. It's a utility error again. The government can offer only EPA's authority to establish emissions caps at a level reflecting the application of the best system of emissions reduction adequately demonstrated. Section 7411, little a, one. The word system, shorn of all context, however, is an empty vessel. Such a vague statutory grant is not close to the sort of clear authorization required. The government points to other provisions of the Clean Air Act, specifically the Acid Rain and National Ambient Air Quality Statutes Standards, uh, NAAQS, that use the word system or similar words to describe sector-wide mechanisms for reducing pollution. But just because a cap-and-trade system can be used to reduce emissions does not mean that it is the kind of system of emission reduction referred to in Section 111. Finally, the court has no occasion to decide whether the statutory phrase system of emission reduction refers exclusively to measures that can improve the pollution performance of individual sources such that all other actions are ineligible to qualify as the BSER. It is pertinent to the court's analysis that EPA has acted consistent with such a limitation for four decades, but the only question before the court is more narrow. Whether the best system of emission reduction identified by EPA in the Clean Power Plan was within the authority granted to the agency in Section 111D of the Clean Air Act. For the reasons given, the answer is no. The decision below is reversed and remanded. Chief Justice Roberts delivered the opinion of the court, in which Justices Thomas, Alito, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett joined. Justice Gorsuch filed a concurring opinion, in which Justice Alito joined. Justice Kagan filed a dissenting opinion, in which Justices Breyer and Sotomayor joined. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support me or the podcast, please see the PayPal link in the show notes or find me uh, by email at rhodesscholar.com. 80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S, like the truck driving roads, and the number 80. Thank you.